Looking for the coolest 3D printed toys and collectibles on the interwebs? Look no further than Printer Dudes. Check them out at printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S. Hey everybody, welcome to the 8th Inning Stretch. Uh, happy Friday to all of you, or happy whatever day you may be listening to this. Um, Carson, we have, well, we have a lot to get through. One thing in particular, um, that we're going to, we, we witnessed some dubious history last night, as it were. Well, I think you all know where AJ's thoughts are going to lie on this already from that, but yes, we did. We did witness, we certainly did witness some history last night. Um, I'm very excited to, to get into that. Um, but as always, we've got a bunch of other things that we're going to get into. So I'm very excited. Yeah. We've got, uh, some updates on the, on the voting for the all-star starters. Uh, if you haven't voted, um, I think you may have already missed the cutoff. Uh, well, obviously if you're listening to this on Friday, you, of course you did. Um, so by the time you listen to this, the all-star starters will have been unveiled, but, um, we've got some updates on how the votes are looking and sort of who the most likely, the most likely winners are going to be, um, sort of offer our thoughts on that. We're going to talk about the home run derby and who we want to see compete in the home run derby. And yeah, we've, we've got all kinds of stuff. We've got some awesome sound off slash mailbag stuff from you guys too. So uh, let's, as always, begin with our trivia question, Carson. Uh, This time, uh, which manager has the record for most career ejections? Uh, And the choices were A, Lou Piniella, B, Terry Francona, C, Bobby Cox, or D, Billy Martin? You know, I was actually pretty surprised with this one because my immediate first guess was uh, Lou Pinella, but um, I've since figured out that it was actually Bobby Cox. Yes, it was, in fact, the former Brave skipper Bobby Cox. Um, yeah, this one was a little tricky because you might look at that and you go, I mean, we all know, you know, Lou Pinella's uh, reputation for, for getting heated. Um, Terry Francona... He seems, he might seem pretty mild mannered and pretty, you know, level headed most of the time, but he's not, um, he doesn't shy away from, from getting fired up. Uh, Bobby Cox was, was, was pretty, pretty hot headed. Billy Martin, of course, everybody knows, you know, uh, the history of former Yankees manager, Billy Martin. Um, another one, I, this one could have almost had five choices though car said we could have included uh earl weaver in this list oh we absolutely could have included earl weaver in this list my goodness you want to talk about somebody who got ejected quite a bit yeah throwing picking up the bases and throwing them and kicking dirt at the umpires and all kinds of fun stuff uh but anyways yeah the right answer is bobby cox um good on all of you who got it right we do have five lucky winners who have scored themselves a scored themselves a twenty five dollar printer dudes gift card? Uh, that is Tyler in Maryland, Joe in Kansas, Olivia in Georgia, Hannah in Montana. Huh. Um, I just got that. Uh, and Brandon in Texas. Um, so congrats to all of you. 
Um, we'll, of course, have another one of those for you guys ahead of our next episode. And Carson, like we keep saying, if you got it right and you didn't win this time, you know, keep trying. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Uh, like, like we've been saying, you know, these instead of poll questions, we're going to be having plenty of these kind of trivia questions for you guys to answer. Uh, yep. Plenty of chances for you guys for you guys to win, and all it takes is one answer. And who knows? With next episode being our seventy fifth, maybe we'll do something. Maybe we'll up the stakes a little bit. Um, maybe we can do a $75 Printer Dudes gift card for our 75th episode. Ooh, I like that. Right? 75, 75. Um, yeah, so anyways. Uh, yeah, congrats to all the winners. Um, and thanks to everybody who sent in your answers. Um so we do have some shout outs. We had a couple players hit milestones since last we spoke. Uh, Carson J.D. Martinez hit his 300th career home run. Francisco Lindor hit his 200th career home run. Yeah, very, very awesome, you know, stats for those guys. J.D. Martinez, obviously in a veteran of the game at this point. Um, yeah. You know, more, more, not so much an outfielder anymore. He's a designated hitter for uh, one of the greatest teams of all time in the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> but you can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> Congratulations to to JD Martinez and to to Francisco Lindor both. Pretty pretty cool accomplishments. Yeah, JD. I wish he was still on the Red Sox, Martinez. Um, yeah, I'm not bitter about that. Uh, so a couple of shout outs there also sending good vibes, good thoughts and all that other, all, all good things, Carson to Terry Francona. Um, he's missed, uh, missed a couple of games with, with some time in the hospital. Um, obviously given his, uh, he's, he's had, you know, some health scares in the past. So, uh, we, we obviously hope that, uh, Tito gets better and is and is able to get back where he belongs, which is in the dugout. Yeah, of course. All the best wishes to to Tito. Um, you know he's he's definitely a definitely a strong guy. So no no doubt in my mind that we will see him back behind the bench soon. Yeah. Um, and one last uh, non baseball, but this was. Uh, Talk about talk about a shock. Um, just uh, just yesterday, um, former NFL, former Patriots, and former Arkansas uh, standout quarterback Ryan Mallett um, died at 35 in in what was apparently a, a drowning, uh, which is just awful. Um, just just terrible. Just a just an awful awful tragedy. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, obviously our thoughts and our prayers go out to the Malik family. Um, nobody should have to go through a tragedy like this. Um, and I'm also going to use this moment as a PSA for please be safe in the ocean, in lakes, and mm. any bodies of water. Um, mm -hmm. They're a lot of fun to be in, but they can still be very dangerous. If you ever find yourself getting caught in a whirlpool, especially if you're in the ocean, swim yep. parallel to the shore until you get out. Don't panic is the most important thing you can do but 
overall, just make sure make sure you guys are safe when you're in any body of water. Yeah, uh, especially yeah, especially the ocean. The ocean can be very unpredictable, especially in on Florida's Gulf Coast, which is where this happened. So, um, yeah, just a just just an awful just like one of those i mean talk about a gut punch um you know not not to you know uh i don't know i get not not to take not to you know to try to distract from the awful tragedy but uh carson brian mallet was one hell of a quarterback um had a had a standout career in college at arkansas um and and was coaching uh high school football up until uh now so yeah from from everything i had i had read too just a fantastic guy to be around fantastic presence in in the locker room and um you know we we truly lost a great human being and again all thoughts and prayers to to the mallet family yeah absolutely um okay Whew, sad heavy stuff out of the way um so last night uh if you in case you've been living under a rock uh the yankees domingo Herman, or as i've taken to call him calling him uh domingo sticky fingers Herman, um did in fact throw a perfect game against the oakland a's um the first perfect game in major league baseball since 2012, since King Felix did it back in 2012 for the Mariners. Um, and Carl said, I gotta be honest. Well, I, I kind of, so we were, we were sort of already talking about this before we came on, but uh, Carson, I, my reaction was basically as I was getting the updates, you know, from my various sports apps, um, my, my reaction was basically, please somebody, somebody on the A's, Get a hit, draw a walk, dive out over the plate and take one for the team. Please do something. Um, because as much as I wanted to see a perfect game pitched, um, get Domingo Hans pretty much the last person I wanted to see do it. I was kind of thinking to myself when I saw this happening that uh, perhaps this would be the the reaction of my illustrious co-host, considering how much smack we have talked about Domingo Herman this year. But um, for 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 me personally, you know, just the the fact that we had that historic moment, I don't care who it was, but you know, mm. to to have that kind of historic moment, something that we haven't seen done since King Felix, Felix Hernandez back in 2012 mm. uh, is absolutely incredible. Um, it's one of those moments that you'll, you'll always remember because of just how rare of a feat it is. Um, and Domingo Herman, also fun fact for you, AJ, is the first Dominican-born player to throw a perfect game in basically in MLB history. So huge congratulations okay, to is, Domingo Herman. That's that a is pretty cool achievement. Um, that is pretty cool. I do have to admit. And yes, as a baseball fan, because perfect games are so rare, um, you know, it's not even the fact that it was a Yankee. Um, you know, because I mean, I remember being pretty stoked, like when. Okay, I'm gonna age myself here a bit. Uh, but for those of you who remember David Cohn's perfect game when he was a Yankee. 
um, or even David Wells. Um, you know, I think my, I think my, 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 where I take it, where my, my, my beef with this whole thing is one, uh, given all of the, all the stuff sort of surrounding him, all the trouble he's gotten, you know, let's not forget he got suspended this year already, probably should have been suspended twice already for sticky stuff. So call me cynical, but that immediately calls any, any feat like this into question. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, um, you know, the, the more I've kind of thought about it too, um, and the, I completely didn't even remember this. The, the thing that makes me feel icky about it, um, <laughs> is, is, um, for lack of a better term in all honesty, um, is if, for those of you who may not remember back in, uh, 2019, uh, Domingo Herman was, I believe suspended. I don't mm. remember for how long, but for, um, there was domestic abuse yep. uh, allegations against his, against his girlfriend. Yep. Um, and you know, that, that also, I, I'm going to be honest, I had completely forgotten that up until now. And um, you know, it kind of, kind of makes me feel a little bit, a little bit gross inside thinking about, you know, this guy got, got a perfect game, but I mean, he shouldn't even be, I, I don't know. I feel like, like he should, I mean, he, he shouldn't even be playing. He shouldn't even be in, in the majors after the domestic abuse thing. Like, ugh, yeah, that just, so that and the sticky stuff. I don't know. I'm sorry, everybody. I, I'm not trying to rain on everybody's parade here, especially Yankees fans, because, you know, as much as I loathe your team, uh, I do respect most of you guys. Because um, mo- honestly, at the end of the day, most of you guys are pretty cool. I haven't, believe it or not, I have met some cool Yankees fans over the years. Um, you know, I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but, you know, the the, the domestic thing and the sticky stuff. Um, Carson, I'm having flashbacks to the summer of 98 here with Sosa and McGuire. Yeah. Um, can can we just agree instead to recognize Armando Galarraga as the last person to have Hell a Hell yeah. I fully support that. Armando Galarraga was... I'm so glad you brought him up. Armando Galarraga was robbed. Robbed, robbed, robbed of a perfect game by a incompetent umpire. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah, and that was... Uh, my, my memory is a little hazy. Remind me when Galarraga's perfect game was? Goodness, I'm trying to remember the year myself. Eh, hang on. I'll just I'll cheat and I'll look it up. It's time for another edition of Real Time Research brought to you by Printer Dudes. <laughs> nice. Uh let's see. I think it was I think it was 2010. It was before yeah, I was gonna say I think it was before Felix Hernandez. Yeah, June 2nd, 2010. Okay, so we need to amend that a little bit. Let's recognize Felix Hernandez as the last one to throw a perfect game. And let's stick a big, fat, ginormous asterisk next to Domingo Herman. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I can I can deal with that. 
Congratulations, Domingo. You're now uttered in that you're now going to be remembered in the same sentence with Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. So congrats. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, uh, you know, as a purely speaking, purely as a baseball fan, this kind of stuff, like when, when there's, you know, when there's sort of a cloud, you know, over, uh, you know, a big milestone like this or a big achievement. I mean, it just, it just makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks. Um, cause it's a black you know, mark for baseball. Exactly. And I mean, a perfect game comes around once in a lifetime and, uh, to even have to call into, you, you know, to even have this perfect game called into controversy because of what's happened earlier this year and uh, yeah. everything with the domestic abuse just, yeah. does, it's, it just it sucks. sucks. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, it really sucks. <sighs> However, it did happen. It is recognized. Um I will campaign for Armando Galarraga's perfect game to be recognized as because it was a perfect game. I will campaign for that until my dying breath. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, this, this, this kind of thing just pisses me off to be perfectly honest. Uh, you know, I kind of talked about, you know, the summer of 98. And for those of you who remember that, because I know my illustrious co-host wasn't even born yet. Again, aging myself. Um, no, but seriously, like, I, I mean, I, I, the summer of '98 was, you know, the home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. I, I will not, I will not deny that it basically saved baseball because it, had, it was only a few, you know, it was only a few short years after the strike. Um, that canceled the 94 world series. And so, but at the same time, I mean, we didn't know for, I mean, it was pretty obvious that all those guys, McGuire, Sosa, I mean, you know, the names can say Palmero, all those guys were, there were, we didn't, we didn't know per se that it was steroids Carson, but we knew something didn't feel right. Yeah, and I've kind of I've watched the thirty for thirty on. Um, oh, that's a great on one. This summer, which by yeah. the way, if you guys haven't watched it, highly recommend you check yeah. it out. What's Long it called? Gone, it's called Long, Long Gone, Gone Summer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Go go check it out because it's a fantastic for thirty for thirty, uh, yeah, and it it's gives a good you one. it really kind of gives you an in depth look at that entire home run race. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. Um, yeah. Also, while you're watching that one. Um, Disney plus has, I think Dis. I'm pretty sure Disney plus has all the 30 for thirties at this point. Um, I would also highly recommend the, uh, uh, the one about the, shit, I think it's called, uh, the day the series stopped about the world series between the Oakland A's. Wow. Talk about, that was a long time ago. Uh, the World Series between the, between the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants, you know, the Battle of the Bay and uh, the game. I think it was game three that was interrupted by the Loma Prieta earthquake. So. Yeah, I got to I've even got to check one that one out because I've I've seen it a couple of times, but there are other yeah. ones that I that I want. That to one's watch really first, good. That, that one's on my list. 
Um, yeah, that one's really good. It's not a bit of a fair warning. It's it's not, especially during the part, you know, especially when they start looking at, um, you know, not just the impact of the earthquake on the baseball game and the World Series, obviously, but um, they also interviewed people who are in the stadium, people who were nearby the stadium. And when they start talking about and really taking a look at how the earthquake affected, you know, stuff other than baseball. Um, it's not an easy watch. I will, I will give you all a fair warning. It's, it could be a little, it's a little, it's a little rough, um, but it's really good. So, um, all right. Now that we're, <laughs> now that we've gotten completely off track and started talking about 30 for 30, um, no, seriously though, Carson, I think you would agree with me. All joking aside, those 30 for 30 sports documentaries are, are some of the best out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Make sure to go check them out. If you, if you've never seen a 30 for 30, go watch one. Cause they're phenomenal. Of course, everybody knows my favorite one is four days in October. Surprise, surprise. Um, but no, there are actually, there are even some, there are a lot of really good, they're, they're not all baseball. There are some really, really good, not baseball ones. Um, I mean, about, you know, whatever, whatever sport you're into, I mean, they're, they're pretty much, um, you know, they've got you covered. So, um, anyways, okay, let's talk all-star voting. Uh, of course, by the time you listen to this, the all-star starters will have been decided and, um, and we'll have our, our starting lineups for the all-star game next week. Holy crap, man. I can't believe the all-star game is next week. Yeah, that's crazy to think about, but. Uh, well, actually, no, not, not next week. The week it's, it's the 10th. The home run derby is on the 10th. So yeah, like a week, eh, a week in a few days, I guess. But, um, just hard to believe that we're, that we're even, that we're, we're even talking about the all-star game already. Um, and that the season is, you know, damn near half over. So, um, so I had... Um, apologies, everybody. I did have... Oh, well, um, okay. So we don't normally get breaking news here on the eighth inning stretch, but we do have some breaking news for you. Um, because we're actually recording a little bit later than we normally would, the results are in fact in. So... Yeah, let's um uh da, 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 da. or they're actually being announced as we speak. Okay, so we don't have let's see. Uh yeah, so sporting news is following the announcement of the MLB All-Star Game starters and providing live updates. So we the only the only confirmed the one that we have in the American League so far is designated hitter Shohei Otani. Big surprise. Um, National League starters. So here we go. Uh, catcher, Sean Murphy of the Atlanta Braves. First base, Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers. Second base, Luis Arias of the Marlins. Third base, Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals. Shortstop, Orlando Arcia of the Braves. Outfield, Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves. And designated hitter, J.D. Martinez of the Dodgers. 
uh, I don't know about you, Carson, but I'm seeing a trend here. Three Atlanta Braves in the starting lineup. Yeah, gee, it's almost like the it's almost like the Braves are a pretty good team, huh? Um, almost. Yeah, just just almost. Um, yeah, very um, not very surprising in in a lot of the in a lot of those cases. Um, I'm I'm actually scrolling through the uh, refreshing the MLB Twitter. Uh, feed nice. as we as we go here so we can keep up to date but uh yeah pretty pretty solid looking uh starting lineup for the for the national league shout out to sean murphy by the way uh for making his first all-star game yeah um yeah i guess not really any <sighs> gotta be honest i'm i'm a little i'm a little surprised by shortstop um orlando arcia i feel like well i don't know um i mean kind of surprising i i really don't have yeah i mean i i don't know man i I really don't have many many issues with this um think i might have gone matt olsen at first base though you could certainly make could certainly make the argument for for matt olsen but freddie freeman not not a bad choice by any stretch of the imagination. No, Freeman's no slouch, obviously. Um, I was looking to see if I still had my all-star lineup that I put uh, put together when we did our picks a few episodes back. I don't think I do anymore. Um, might have been a it's good idea you, to keep those. <laughs> funny, funny you mention that. I'm, I'm looking in my photos at the same time right now. Oh, I found mine. Oh, awesome. Let's see. Uh, so oh. how does this National League lineup stack up compared to your uh, your picks? Yeah, so Freddie Freeman at first base. I had Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, uh, Luisa Rise at second base stacks up. Uh, I also had Orlando Arcia at shortstop. Okay. Uh, third, third base, Nolan Arenado got selected. I had Max Muncy. Uh-huh. Uh, catcher was sean murphy i had will smith and then designated designated hitter was jd martinez and i selected christopher morell because that's when he was really Mm. hot Mm. um but i also have a little bit of breaking news here uh here aj as we reveal these all-star starters uh yandy diaz has officially been named the al starting first baseman of the tampa bay rays Oh, good for him. That's great. That's that's that is very cool. Good for Yandy Diaz. Um, I was actually just looking at the finalists. So uh, the finalists for the National League. Uh, wow. OK, so Sean Murphy basically, I mean, pretty much won in a landslide over Will Smith of the Dodgers. Uh, 61 percent to 39. Uh, Freddie Freeman got 60% of the vote to Matt Olson's 40%. So that one was kind of close. Uh, but it looks like the closest of the races was uh, Larissa Rise at second base got 53% of the vote compared to Ozzy Albee's 47. So we almost had, uh, wow, we were really, we were actually pretty damn close to an all Braves infield which is insane. And if that had happened, you would have been able to hear me from here to Timbuktu because that would have been the biggest snub if all if Luisa Rise had not been a starter. Yeah. Yeah, that I yeah, 
a hundred percent. Yeah, that would have that would have pissed me off pretty bad. Um, because Luis Arias has more than earned his spot in that in this starting lineup. Um, yeah, but actually some pretty close um some pretty close races. Uh so basically we're waiting for the last two outfield spots in the National League. Um, so the finalists are Mookie Betts against Corbin Carroll. Come on, Corbin Carroll. Um, and Lord Gurriel Jr. of my Diamondbacks, also, yay Diamondbacks, uh, is the finalist for the third and final outfield spot against Michael Harris, the second of the Braves. Uh, so, Carson, we could have a pair of Diamondbacks in the outfield. Yes, we certainly could, but what we do have confirmed in a little bit more breaking news is we have a pair of Texas Rangers confirmed for the AL starters with Marcus Semien being voted as the starting second baseman and Corey Seager being voted as the starting shortstop. Uh, to the surprise of absolutely nobody. <laughs> yep, it's all, almost... of the, all of the AL picks are lining up with my ballot so far. Okay, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, where are you getting this? The MLB's official Twitter feed? Correct. Okay. Oh, I see. Yep, Corey Seager, short start, Marcus Simeon. I mean, again, I have, I, uh, you know, I was really hoping this ballot, this, this lineup was going to come out and I was going to be like, oh, but what about, but man, I, I can't even, Yandy Diaz, Marcus Simeon, and, and Corey Seager, I, I have, Zero beef with any of those picks. Yeah, nor do I. All guys having fantastic years. Um, like like you had kind of said, so happy for Yandy Diaz, um, who is having an absolute career year uh, yeah. down there in Tampa. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, well, I guess we're just going to keep an eye on this. Uh, you know what? Let's take a quick break. And uh, maybe by the time we come back, we'll have some more, some more info for you. Boy, Carson, I feel like uh, I feel like Chuck Todd over here. <laughs> yes, and actually, uh, before the break, yes. I have I am able to reveal we have another Ranger, and I am four for four on my picks as oh my Josh God. Young has been named the starting American League third baseman. Okay, so. Three out of the four infield positions are Texas Rangers. Wow. Um, who had that on their baseball bingo card before the season started? Because I'm pretty sure I didn't. Yeah, I can't say I did either. Wow, that's crazy. Um, I mean, really impressive for Josh Young, a rookie. Because uh, there was... Let me see the... Who are the finalists in the National League, uh, American League? Uh, oh, wow. Okay, so Josh Young was up against Matt Chapman. Okay, that's a pretty stiff competition. So good for Josh Young, a rookie, getting the nod over Matt Chapman. And AJ, I have some more breaking news. I am five for five in my American League picks because the starting catcher in the American League, also from the J Texas Rangers, Jonah Heim. So we have an all-Texas uh, starting infield for the American League. Aside from Yandy Diaz. Aside from, yeah, wow. That's crazy. Good for them. You know what? Good for the Rangers. They deserve it. They're having a hell of a year, so... Um, Wow. 
And Yen, so Yandy Diaz, the first baseman, beat out Vlad Guerrero Jr. Again, no, that's a tall order. Uh, and Jonah Heim beat out Adley Rutschman, arguably uh, the best catcher in baseball. That's, that's, I'm just going to say it. Jonah Heim over Adley Rutschman, that's, that's a bit of an upset. Yeah, but again, certainly well deserved. I mean, oh, absolutely. All, all yeah. of these Rangers are having some phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. seasons. Yeah. Um, glad to see the days maybe behind us of the, oh, every player, every team has to have a representative. No. Uh, this is about the best players. So, all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, who knows? We may have some. Maybe we'll get the rest of the uh, American League starting lineup, and then we can put our manager caps on and uh, tap our all-star starting pitchers. Um, You're listening to the eighth inning stretch slash election night special. (laughs) Looking for the coolest 3D printed toys and collectibles on the interwebs? Look no further than Printer Dudes. Check them out at printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off. That's printerdudes, D-O-O-D-S. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back. To- Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so we do now have the full National League lineup uh, for the All-Star game. We'll run through it one more time for you guys. So, Carson, we have uh, Sean Murphy of the Braves at catcher, first base, Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers, second base, Luis Arias of the Marlins, third base, Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals, shortstop, Orlando Arcia of the Braves, uh, outfield, Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves, Corbin Carroll of the Diamondbacks, yes, Uh, and Mookie Betts of the Dodgers. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, we were talking during that break, and I'm... Pretty pissed that Mookie Betts got in over Lord Gurriel Jr. I won't lie. Yeah, we were we were kind of talking about it a little bit, but um, you know, both both are very deserving. Um, but you know, in in this case, it's just you know, Mookie Mookie got in, Gurriel didn't. You know, I. Uh, but one thing to keep in mind, I think Carson, something important to keep in mind about all this. These are just the starters. I mean, a lot of these players who may not have gotten a starting spot are, you know, a pretty good bet to to at least, you know, get in as a reserve. Exactly. And there's so exactly right. Um, so there's that. Um Wow, Corbin Carroll just kicked the crap out of Michael Harris second. Uh I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. I've I mean, you all know that I've been driving the Diamondbacks bandwagon all year and singing the praises of Corbin Carroll. So, uh, American League, we do have results in the American League um, uh, that we kind of talked about before the break. Jonah Heim of the Rangers, a catcher. First base, Yandy Diaz of the Rays. Marcus Simeon, Rangers. Second base, third base, Josh Young, the rookie from the Rangers. Uh, and shortstop, Corey Seager, also from the Rangers. And almost all Texas Rangers infield, Carson, and you discovered a fascinating factoid during the break. Yeah, shout out to uh, Bob Nightingale, who I was kind of scrolling scrolling through MLB Twitter, 
um, as I'm kind of trying to find updates myself. But uh, the Texas Rangers have four All-Stars this year, um, All-Star starters, after not having any since 2012. That's a really long time to go without All-Star starters. Um, But, you know, not to be whatever, I kind of feel like that sort of, you know, that sort of speaks to that sort of indicative of the struggles that the Rangers have had for the last, you know, uh, pretty good chunk of time, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And it says, it says a lot too about the, how far the Rangers have come this season alone. Um, it says a lot about the amount of talent that they've been producing. It says a lot about that core that they've assembled, um, that, you know, and you know, half of these guys are homegrown guys, you know, Jonah Heim, Josh Young, obviously in his rookie year, they're more homegrown guys where obviously Marcus Semyon and Corey Seager, a little bit more veterans. Um, but still fantastic, fantastic stuff for the Rangers. Yeah. That's a, that, yeah, that's a really good, um, that's a great way to look at it. Like, you know, the Rangers have, yeah, the Rangers have come a long way. Um, so again, the national league lineup completely unveiled, still waiting on the outfield of the American league. Um, so our, our finalists for the outfield in the national league are Mike Trout and Aaron judge, which, um, unfortunately Aaron judge will obviously not be playing in the all-star game this year because he's hurt, which pretty much, you know, sucks pretty bad. Um, the second outfield spot come is going to come down to Jordan Alvarez of the Astros and Adolis Garcia of the Rangers. And the third outfield spot, Carson, is before between your your homie Randy Arozarena and Kevin Kiermeyer of the Blue Jays. Former teammates too, so that's kind of a kind of a cool battle oh, there. Yeah, that's right. They were, weren't they? Huh. They, they were indeed. Um, I was just looking at some of these, some of the, some of the, you know, the breakdowns, the, the numbers here, um, Jonah Heim, Jonah Heim had 52% of the vote to Adley Rushman's 48. So that one was pretty close. Andy Diaz, 53 to 47 over Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, but Carson Marcus Semyon of the Rangers at second base. 65% of the vote compared to Whit Merrifield's 35%. Yeah, I can't exactly say I'm surprised there. No. Um, I mean, no disrespect to Whit Merrifield, but um, that was pretty much a losing battle. Uh, Josh Young of the Rangers, 58. Matt Chapman of the Blue Jays, 42. That's a pretty good spread. And Corey Seager of the Rangers, 59% to Bo Bichette's 41%. Again, no disrespect to Pobachet, but I can't really say I'm surprised about that one either. No, nor can I. I, I mean, so, sorry, Bo. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Blue Jays fans. Uh, yeah, Blue Jays fans had. Well, we still don't. We're still we're still waiting for to find out what's going to happen with Randy Rosarena and Kevin Kiermaier, but the Blue Jays had four finalists in the in the outfield, uh, in the infield. Sorry. Uh, at first base, second base, third base, and shortstop. And three of those finalists lost out to the Rangers. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Uh, for it to come down to those two 
to to come down to those two teams specifically is pretty crazy. Are we maybe a little surprised that the Blue Jays had that many finalists? I mean, I'm sorry, Blue Jays fans, but your team hasn't had the greatest season. Yeah, I mean, it it may not be the greatest season for for the team, but these guys individually individually are, yeah, are doing something very impressive. Let's let's also not forget that you take the Toronto Blue Jays, you pluck them into the god awful trash can that is the American League Central, and they're running away with that division. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, okay, we do have a result in that is a bit baffling. Um, Aaron Judge got voted in as the starting uh as a starting outfielder which um okay good for him but he's obviously not going to be able to play so i'm not sure what the heck is going on there i mean my my perfect streak continues but at (laughs) what cost yeah i mean it's pretty obvious that mike trout is going to end up most likely taking his spot so um, I mean, good for Aaron Judge. I'm glad he got the nod, but uh, it really sucks because he's not going to be able to play. So um, most likely it'll be Mike Trout in that spot. Um, I mean, I would I mean, I don't know for sure, but Carson, I think it's a pretty safe bet that, you know, uh, Mike Trout will take that take over Aaron Judge's starting spot. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe to say, considering kind of a no brainer, considering how much his injury status is up in the air. And actually, Mike Trout was just I just saw this update. Mike Trout just got voted one of the other starting outfielders. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, So I guess we'll wait and see what happens with Aaron Judge's starting spot. Um, So we've got Aaron Judge, Mike Trout in the outfield. We're just waiting on the last uh to see what the who the last spot is i have breaking Um, news i have that last spot and it belongs to none other than the man who i am the president of his fan club randy arosa reina um oh wow yeah okay so we've got mike trout and randy rosarina um i guess we'll wait and see what happens with judge's spot good for randy um i feel like he's i don't know i i, I kind of feel like he's reached a whole new level of popular popularity this year especially after his uh his exploits in the world baseball classic yeah absolutely and um obviously we already kind of knew that the designated hitter for the american league was going to be shohei otani shohei otani yeah um Boy, yeah, we, we've got some stacked there. lineups, AJ. Yeah. Yeah, these, these. I mean, you know, at the risk of stating the obvious, I mean, these are all-star lineups, and these are all-star lineups. Like, uh, this is going to be one hell of an all-star game um, to look forward to. So, all right. So, we'll keep an eye on this, uh, you know, on our version of the, of the big map here as it gets updated, I suppose. Um, so we've got our lineups. Uh, let's talk, let's talk some now. The next phase, of course, is the all star reserves will be announced, and then the all star managers, um, who uh, will this year be, let's see, um, uh, Dusty Baker for the American League and 
Um, wow, why can I not remember the Phillies manager's name right now? Jeez, I'm I'm sorry, everybody. I just completely drew a blank on it. Rob Thompson. Holy crap. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, I just completely drew a blank on Rob Thompson's name. Uh, what was that? Oh, yeah. So we'll wait and find out about the reserves. And then, of course, the big, you know, sort of reveal is uh, Carson. The managers will name their starting pitchers. Um, let's just let's just throw them out there. Um, American League. America, if you're if you're Dusty Baker and Rob Thompson, uh, who are we trotting out there? Uh, to start the All-Star game? I mean, for, for Dusty Baker, for me, the choice is pretty easy. I'm going with Shane McClanahan. Um, he has had an absolutely rock star year uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays, which, shocker there. Um, in terms of... In terms of for the National League, this, this might come as a hot take, but I'm going to take Spencer Strider. I actually don't think that's a hot take at all. I mean, you want to talk about a dude who's having a hell of a year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't really take issue with either one of those. Um, Shane McClanahan is, I mean, is leading the American League in ERA. Um, and he's right up there. He's basically just... just Taking a quick glance here at, at baseball reference. I mean, he's pretty much, he's leading the American League in wins with 11. He's got the best ERA in the AL with 2.23, which is insane. Um, he's top five in war for pitchers. Um, and, oh, by the way, Carson, Shane McClanahan is top 10 in war for all players, not just pitchers in the American League. I didn't even know that. That's kind of insane to think about. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, so asking for a kid, can Shohei Otani play? Well, he obviously can't start at DH and start at pitcher. Well, no, he can't. I'm pretty sure there's a rule against that. Um, I mean, once he comes out of the game as a DH, he can pitch, obviously. But, um, boy, this is tough. There are so many... Yeah, McClanahan. You know what? If I'm Dusty Baker, putting my American League manager cap on for a second, Carson, I'm starting Mr. Nathan Evaldi to start the All-Star game for the American League. Yeah, somebody who definitely can, who definitely would would have been my second choice um, and is certainly not a bad choice at all. Um, another yeah. Texas Ranger who has been absolutely dominant this season. Yeah, I mean, he's top 10 in war for pitchers. He's top 10 uh, in ERA. He's got a 2.82 ERA this year. Um, and he's got he's got nine wins on the season. So he's right right there behind Shane McClanahan. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've got to go as, as someone who, you know, I mean, Navaldi obviously, you know, used to pitch for my Red Sox. Another one. Still wish he was a Red Sox. Um, yeah, Nathan Navaldi is Nathan Navaldi is one hell of a pitcher, um, and I 
yeah, I, I would go Valdi for the AL. As far as the National League, one moment as I pull up the National League pitching leaders. God, I love baseball reference. Okay, let's see here. National League pitching leaders, wins, ERA, and war. You went Spencer Strider for NL, huh? I did. Oh, who am I kidding? What? Zach Gallen leads the National League in wins. Top five in ERA. Top 10 in war for pitchers. Uh, My, at this point, my odds on favorite, if I was voting for National League Cy Young winner today, I would vote for... Uh, Zach, yeah, man, I'm going with Zach Gallon to start for the NL. Certainly a good choice as well. Um, you know, I'm ashamed to say that Zach Gallon didn't even come to mind. Um, but that's because he plays for the Diamondbacks. Hey, 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 <laughs> Lords Guriel and Corbin Carroll in my starting outfield for the National League. All right, so don't don't label me as this Diamondbacks hater. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant he plays for the Diamondbacks. He doesn't get any. He doesn't get. He doesn't get nearly none of the none of the player. That whole team doesn't get the attention it deserves. Not even close because they play in Arizona and everybody goes, "Oh yeah, Arizona. That's that's a place." Yeah, I agree with that. Makes me mad. Well, you know what? You'll all smarten up when the Arizona Diamondbacks win the NL West. And just tear it up in October. You all go, oh yeah, he was right. Um, that is going to be the biggest "I told you so" ever. Just for the record, just so you're all prepared. Um, all right, so we've got our lineups, we've got our, we've picked our starting pitchers. Um, but of course, Carson, the other big marquee event. Uh, some would argue the more exciting event of the net of the all-star game, which I definitely don't agree with, but some would make the argument is the home run derby. Uh, just to be clear, the home run derby lineup has not been officially announced yet. The only player that we know for sure that's taking part is Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners because well, duh, um, you gotta have at least one hometown, uh, hometown guy in the home run derby. Um, so let's. So we know uh, we know J Rod is in for the American League, but let's uh, let's let's kind of rattle off our home run derby wish lists here of who we want to see uh, take part in the home run derby on uh, Monday the tenth. Yeah, I mean for for me, there's there's one person that's definitely in my wish list, and that is uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, would very much like to see him uh, go into the home run derby. Um, I'd like to see Matt Olson go in the home run derby. Pete Alonso, mm. Jorge Soler, I would love to see in the home run derby. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, I'll give a shout out mm. to my Red Sox loving co-host and say uh, Rafi Devers. <sighs> nice. Um, and then I'll say, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing J.D. Martinez go into the home run derby too to kind of round out round out my wish list. Um. 
yeah, we're pretty much aligned on. Yeah, okay. So American League, I had uh, Luis Robert of the White Sox. Uh, I don't know if this will happen, but I would love to see Shohei Otani in the home run derby, considering he's uh, got 28 home runs already, and we're not. We're only at the halfway point. Uh, Rafi Devers, you know, as a little bit of a homer pick there. Um, and then in the National League, defending home run derby champion Juan Soto, um, even though his home run total isn't quite, uh, you know, maybe where most people thought it would. Jorge Soler, that's another one. Uh, Got to give some love to Pete Alonso, the polar bear. Um, and last but not least, yes, Kyle, I wish he was still playing for the Red Sox Schwarber. <laughs> Yeah, pretty. That's a that's a solid that's a solid wish list. That's for sure. I mean, I think you gotta have Juan Soto like as the defending champion. I mean, I don't know if there's an actual rule or anything, but um, and who knows if if Juan Soto in is in since J Rod's already in. Uh, we could Carson, we could see a rematch of that epic championship round from last year. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that at all. That would be amazing yeah that would be that would be must see tv um and of course the home run derby and the all-star game being played against the beautiful gorgeous breathtaking backdrop of t-mobile park um uh in in seattle um which is yeah um if you have anyone out there who has never either a been to seattle or b been to t-mobile park uh, I would put that if I were you, I would put that at the top of my must-see ballparks. Um, it's a, it's a one. It's a beautiful ballpark. Two, it's set. It's placed against a absolutely breathtaking backdrop. Um, Seattle of the beautiful city of Seattle and the, uh, you know, the Cascades and the and all the natural wonders of the Pacific Northwest. You know, right there. So, um, anyways, now that I'm. Um, now that I've waxed poetic about Seattle, um, no, seriously, Seattle is a gorgeous city. Um, the people are awesome. The food is awesome. Um, so, uh, and now somehow this is turned into a tourism ad for the city of Seattle. Um, anyways. Okay. So we'll keep our eye on the all-star stuff. Um, I think we pretty much, yeah, we do. We have confirmation on all the... All the starters. Um, yeah, so Aaron Judge got in over Adolis Garcia, but since Aaron Judge is injured um, and Adolis Garcia was the second finalist, my Carson, my assumption would be that Adolis Garcia is going to take Aaron Judge's place, the injured Aaron Judge's place. Uh, so that puts, geez, one, one, two, three, four. That means out of the nine starting positions in the American League, five of them are Texas Rangers. Yeah, incredible. Which incredible, is wild. Incredible, incredible yeah. uh, win, huge victory for Texas baseball in general. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it really, really speaks to how far the Texas Rangers have come. Um. Oh, a little bit more freaking news, ladies and gentlemen, on the eighth inning stretch. Uh, of particular interest to me personally, uh, Red Sox pitcher Brian Bello is through seven innings of a no-hitter against the Marlins. Hey, so, there we go. 
we could oh i mean we could get a perfect game you can't see me but i'm doing air quotes around perfect uh and a no hitter on back-to-back nights and i don't know if that's ever happened come on brian bellow yes uh boy if any if any team needs it it's my red sox um all right so we'll keep an eye on the all-star stuff we'll bring you guys anything that comes in uh here before the end of the show um but let's let's change gears a little bit so for those of you who don't know the athletic um every year does this thing called the players poll um they basically so they the athletics local and national writers uh spoke to 103 players on 22 teams uh anonymously uh, to kind of get their thoughts on some of the biggest, you know, storylines and and whatever of of the twenty twenty three season. So let's just run through these real quick, and then and then we can talk about them more, I guess. Uh, so the first question they asked them was, if you were starting a team today, who was the first player you would sign? Uh, the choices were Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Adley Rutschman. Um, and Carson Shohei Otani ran away with this thing with 45.6% of the vote. Not even surprised at all. Um, that's certainly who I would pick to start no. a franchise. Yeah. I mean, signing a player, but this is since, since they said starting a team today, like now, um, I mean, obviously Shohei Otani is, a ridiculous talent and he's still you know still fairly young um i don't know i if i was starting a team today uh yeah you know what i i'd probably go with honey too now that i think about it um but i also i mean none obviously none of the names on this and this list are a slouch but I don't know, man. I might I might go a different direction. I might go I might go Adley Rutschman because Adley Rutschman is ridiculous. Yeah, you could certainly make a case for Adley Rutschman. Um, I mean, I think one of the biggest things Shohei Otani's got going for him is number one, he's literally a two for one player. Um, two for one. And yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. if I can have a great pitcher and a great hitter in my franchise, absolutely sign me up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Shohei Otani, uh, the athletic asked the players, which team do you think Shohei Otani would be playing for next season? Oh boy. Carson's going to love this one. Uh, the choices were Dodgers, Angels, Padres, Mets, or Yankees. Oh God, please. No, not the Yankees. Uh, and again, it was the Dodgers with 57.2% of the vote that ran away with this thing. Well, apparently I think well well alike the uh, 57.2% of uh, MLB players who participated in this player poll because I knew it. I have said it from the start of the season that this and next year will Ugh. be in Dodger blue. You know what? The Dodgers don't freaking need Shohei Otani. When did the Dodgers become, you know, when did the Dodgers turn into the to the the Yankee the '90s Yankees? Hey, you can stockpile oh, good players in Major League Baseball. You you don't like it? Put in a salary. The Dodgers. Yeah, yeah which 
I mean, that's a whole other conversation for another time. But yeah, that needs to happen. Um. Anyways, now you know what I. You know I've. I know I've speculated about. You know, we've 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 recklessly speculated about Shohei Otani. Um. Of course, my Red Sox aren't weren't an option, which we all know that's where he's going. Um. Confirmed because he's. His BFFs with with uh, Masataki Yoshida, so I mean that's that's in the bag. But out of these teams, I don't know, man. I I know we've talked about the Angels, and you know they sort of kind of crap out every year and miss the playoffs. If the Angels make the playoffs, and I mean maybe not necessarily win the World Series, but if the Angels make a playoff, make the playoffs and make a deep run. Um, I don't see any reason Shohei Otani isn't back in an Angels uniform next year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very possible. I'm not saying that it isn't, but I don't know. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. You just want him to go play for the Dodgers. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. How come, wait, 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 wouldn't you rather have him come play for your twins? Well, of course, I mean, but let's be honest. Why would, why would he ever do oh. that? Yeah. Let's, let's be I honest mean, with ourselves here. Why would he ever? Wait, wait, wait. Do you mean, do you mean like, why would he choose Minnesota over saying yes. over LA? <laughs> I, I mean okay. that, and I just mean comparing the two franchises in general. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Hey, I mean, you guys got Carlos Correa. That's a. That's a pretty big. That's a big I mean, name. That's so, um, I mean, I don't. Who had Carlos Correa going to the Twins? Like when when Carlos Correa left Houston, like the Twins. I'm I, I, I'm sorry, but the Twins never even were on the radar as far as I, you know, looked at things. Anywho, moving on before I insult the entire state of Minnesota. Uh, next question was, what is the best potential expansion city? Uh, choices were Nashville, Montreal, Charlotte, Austin, Texas, Portland, Oregon, I'm assuming, uh, Vancouver and Salt Lake City. Um, and another, wow, this one really was a landslide. Uh, Carson, Nashville with 69% of the vote. Yeah. I mean, yes, Nashville is a great expansion city, but my heart still really pines is. for a team to be back in Montreal. Sue me. Montreal, yeah. I mean, assuming we're going to get... Well, first of all, we're not going to get any expansion teams until things are... The the A's situation is sorted and uh, the stadium situation in Tampa is taken care of. Um I mean, I don't think, I mean, we've talked about it before, Carson. I don't think MLB is anywhere near ready for expansion at no, this point. No, I don't think so either. But yet we have uh, the the athletics deciding, hey, we're going to we're gonna pack up and move. Is that cool? Yeah. Uh, and the Rays, um, well, I mean, that's a whole other. We've talked ad nauseum about the Rays and their stadium situation. They play in... Uh, a stadium that resembles a Costco more than a stadium. Um, no, I mean, I, I love Nashville. I have, I've for a long time now, I thought Nashville would be a great MLB city. Um, 
Assuming once everything is settled, though, and we're going to get two expansion teams, I would assume one in the American League, one in the National League, which if that happens, um, you know, to keep things even, um, I think some realignment is going to be in order. But that's a that's another topic for another time um, out of. But just out of just looking at this list, um, I'm tempted to go Nashville, Charlotte, because I also think Charlotte would make a hell of a city for a Charlotte would be a great city for baseball. Um, but I, yeah, I think I would go Nashville and Montreal. Yeah, those are those are some pretty good choices. Um, and in an episode full of it, AJ, I have some breaking news. I hate to be the one to break this to you because I, I just saw. It. I just Ryan saw Bello, it. his no no yeah. hitter yeah. bid is no no is no 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 is no more uh, after a yeah after a Gene leadoff single in the infield. Uh, screw you, Gene Segura. Single Um, two. Come on, Red Sox infield, get it together. Yeah, well, there we go. There's the Red Sox season in a in a nutshell. Um, yeah, Nashville, Montreal. Yeah, I think. Although I have to admit, Carson, I am intrigued by the idea of an MLB team in Portland because or Vancouver. Um, I, I mean, I'm not really sure how popular baseball is in Vancouver, um, but either Portland or Vancouver. I mean, the the Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, Seattle rivalry practically writes itself. Yeah, I think it does. Um, I mean, they would that would certainly be a um, certainly would be an interesting an interesting battle for sure that I would very much like to see. Yeah, I mean, I remember the Trailblazers and Sonics back in the day. Um, I've been to a Sounders-Timbers game, which was probably the most intense uh, atmosphere I've ever seen it at a sporting event. So, um, yeah, that that kind of runs its kind of runs itself. Um, this next one is really good. Are the new rules good for the game? So basically, what they did here was. Players that answered scored each on a scale of one to five, five being the best. Uh, banning the shift. Um, wait a minute. Banning the sh- Okay, so banning the shift and the bigger bases sc- both scored a five um, as being good for the game. And the pitch clock, uh, the pitch clock only scored a four. So. I think that tells us all we need to know about players of the new rules. Yeah, I, I think that tells us about what we need. Um, overall, it seems like the seems like the players are pretty happy. Which um, that doesn't that that doesn't look good for uh, for MLB. I think. Um, uh, and to follow that up, another question about the pitch clock: Should the pitch clock rule be different in the postseason? Uh, 60% of the players said yes. Guys, come on. We, we don't need, we don't need to do this. We don't need to do this. Come on. That's, that's no. a spring training thing. We're, we're not going to change it in the postseason. Come on. Yeah. No. Uh, so they said while the players they spoke to generally had a favorable opinion of the pitch clock, most felt it should be adjusted for the postseason. 60% believe some changes should be made for more time added uh, to special allowances from the seventh inning onward to different rules for when a runner is on. What is this? Freaking college football? 
no, I nope. I'm sorry, players, but no, I don't agree with that. Um. Oh. Oh, this is this is a juicy one. Ooh, they saved the best for last. Here we go. How often are labor issues being discussed in clubhouses? Uh, the choices were more than usual, the same, or less than usual. Uh, pretty overwhelming. 59.5% said the same. But notably, Carson, 32% of the players, almost 33% of the players said less than usual. Yeah, and that also brings up the question with the same. The same meaning what? You know, it's it's very broad, yeah. um, which which makes me think. And you know, in in that section, they also talk about that the last time they did a regular season player poll was before the pandemic in 2019, uh, which is where labor issues mm-hmm. were very much front of mind for a lot of players. So uh, I'm not surprised at all to kind of see yeah. see 32.9% say that it's been less. Um, but I'm so curious to know as what does the same mean? Like, does it mean a lot? Does it mean a little? What, what is, what is same? Uh, so I'm just reading a little bit further here. Uh, it's been a year since the players agreed to a new collective bargain agreement. Yeah, we know, but it seemed like labor issues were still pressing early this season. Manfred's creation of the economic reform committee emphasized that some MLB owners were unhappy enough that they wanted to discuss major change. Major changes could include revenue sharing, a formal salary cap. Yes, for the love of God, yes. You're the only major sport that doesn't have one. Um, or other major modifications, uh, mostly because of the offseason spending of the Mets and Padres, who, go figure, both of those teams are plainly crap this year. Um Manfred also said in April that owners are very interested in limiting the length of major league player contracts. We talked about that here on the show. Um, Tody Clark, the, who is the executive director of the MLB Players Association, called the idea an assault on guaranteed contracts and made it clear that the union would not approve of any such limits. Yeah. That's, that is, that right there, ladies and gentlemen, and Carson, that is something to keep an eye yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. That one will be. The thing with the the thing with the contracts, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Something to keep an eye on. Um, I I'm not entirely sure when the let's see when does MLB CBA expire. Uh, so the current labor deal, the current CBA expires in uh ahead of the. Tw- Oh, in 2026. Okay, so you know we've got we've got a little time. They can they can figure that out. Um. Anyways, we don't, you know, sort Carson. We don't sort of. I mean, we go in depth on stuff, but we normally don't sort of go that in depth on that kind of thing. But I just that player poll was was really fascinating yeah, to me. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's very interesting, and honestly, it was something that I'd never you know like. Um, like they kind of said in the athletic, you know, they, they usually don't really do, you know, they haven't had a chance to do one in a couple of years, but um, yeah. I will certainly be very much yeah. looking forward uh, to the, to the next edition. The next one. Yeah. I think, I just think it's really cool because, you know, outside of press conferences and press releases and stuff, you know, we, it's something, 
something I don't think we really think about is we don't really get to hear what the players really think about a lot of things. Um, most of the stuff that comes out is, you know, to the media or, or from the team, you know, through the team's, you know, media personnel or whatever, uh, you know, the PR departments and whatnot. But this is really cool because not only do the players get to freely speak their minds uh, because the whole thing is anonymous, um, but this is a chance to really find out what the players think about, you know, the the sort of all the hot button stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, it's a really cool... A pretty cool thing to see that um you know we're going to be able to really get an in-depth look at what the players are thinking about all of these different issues yeah uh really good stuff uh more great content from the athletic no surprise there all right let's take our last break uh when we come back we're gonna play by ourselves we'll get into sound off and uh and and put a bow on looking for the coolest 3d printed toys and collectibles on the interwebs look no further than printer dudes check them out at printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code home run that's one word to save 10 percent off that's printer dudes d-o-o-d-s Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, into our third and final segment. Apologies if <laughs> this might end up being a pretty, this might end up being a really long episode, but uh, you know, we wanted to bring you guys all the all the ins and outs of the All Star starters and stuff. We had a little bit of a middle there where we turned this into uh, you know MSNBC election night coverage. Um, you know, I did my best Chuck Todd impression, so um anyways it's time to play buy or sell so let's dive right into this thing uh leading off carson buy or sell that sandy alcantara will return to his cy young form in the second half of the season boy for the marlins shake sake i sure hope so um i mean obviously the marlins have been doing well enough with with him being out of form but um, the, the amount of talent that he has, I can't help but buy this because there's no way he can stay like that for very long. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to buy this too. And I think, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the Marlins are, yeah, I mean, the Marlins are 47 and 34. They're six and a half games behind the Braves in the NL East, which is pretty damn impressive. Um, but yeah, if the Marlins are going to, if the Marlins are going to go anywhere, you know, in the second half of the season, if they're going to challenge the Braves in the NL East or, you know, or compete for a playoff spot or, you know, make a make a playoff run. Um, at the risk of stating the obvious, they're going to need Sandy Alcantara, Sandy, Alcantara, uh, Sandy Alcantara to be at the very top of his game. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, if you want to make a deep playoff run, you you need your best guys to, to show up when the lights are bright. Yeah, you need your ace to step up big, definitely. Uh, oh, in keeping with the Marlins theme, uh, buy or sell that Luis Arise is the NL MVP favorite. I will buy this until the cows come home. I, if... If I'm the president of the Randy Arozarena fan club, I am the vice president <laughs> of the Luis Arise fan club. I have loved this man since he was a twin. 
I am still very bitter about the fact that we had to trade him to get some starting pitching help, but it's fine. Um, bye. I want to buy this. I really do. However, there was a young man playing in the desert by the name of Corbin Carroll. Um, so when I look at MVP, I mean, obviously you're looking, I mean, it, it's right there in the name. It's not, you know, all too often I feel like it turns into a popularity contest or whatever, but it's right there in the name people, most valuable player, which to me, Carson means if you take a Luis Arise off the Marlins, you know, or if you take whatever player off their team, you know, what does that team look like? And I'm not, by no means am I saying the Marlins would be okay with Luis Arise. I think he's one of the, he's one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason that they're playing so well this year. Uh, but I have to, I have to sell this. I have to give the slightest, tiniest, most minuscule of edges uh, to my boy Corbin Carroll out there in Arizona. I mean, he's certainly a solid pick, and by no means am I am I discrediting you you picking him. He's an absolutely outstanding pick, but I mean, you know, in terms of a popularity contest. I wouldn't exactly say that Louisa Rise is a household name yet still either. No, absolutely not. No. Even though he Which should is be. good. Oh, they they both should be. Absolutely. 100%. Both of those guys should be household names. Um Actually, no, I mean I think it's a good thing that Louisa Rise and Corbin Carroll are both very much in the NL MVP conversation. You know, not to take anything away from the big names like uh, you know, Ronald Acuña Jr. or Freddie Freeman or whatever, but um, I would not be the least bit surprised uh, to see either Luis Arise or Corbin Carroll um, take home the NL MVP award. So um, something to keep an eye on. Uh, also something to keep an eye on, uh, Carson's World Series pick, the St. Louis Cardinals, who, well, I mean, you can all look at the standings and see, and see how that's gone, uh, how the Cardinals have gone so far this year. Um, yeah, dead last the NL Central. So Carson, fire cell. It's time to stick a fork in the Cardinals. I <laughs> am not ready to admit that yet. I'm going to sell on this. <laughs> There's too much talent, AJ. I can't bail on them yet. What does that say about my credibility picking a World Series if I bail on them this early? I'm going to sell. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, trying to pick a World Series, you know, trying to trying to at the beginning of the season before any games have been played, you know, trying, you know, I know I know some of you probably think it's easy, but uh sitting here and trying to make predictions before a single game has been played. Um and honestly, who could blame me for picking the Cardinals? Look at I mean, you said it. Look at the talent on that team. Looking at the Cardinals on paper back in April, you know, I mean, it was it was a solid pick. Um, now I I'm sorry, man, but I have to buy this. I I know I know they have a boatload of talent. Uh, you know, they've got Arenado, they've got Goldsmith, they've got Adam Wainwright, they've got. I mean, you could just you know you could go on and on about the talent on the team, but something I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's something internally in the clubhouse or what. But something is something is very wrong with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, 
I mean, 13 games under 500 at the halfway point is the only, I will say this, the only silver lining, the only thing they have going for them is the fact that they are in a terrible division. Yeah, both central divisions. I don't think anybody wants to win either one, apparently, so. No. Um, I mean, the Reds are going to win the NL Central, but, uh, you know. I, I guess the point I'm making is it's not. I mean, it's baseball, everybody. We've all, we've, you know, we've all seen crazy things happen in baseball. So, uh, I mean, look at the, you know, I'm not sort of apples to oranges, but. Look at the Mets last year. The Mets were, you know, you know, look what happened in the NL East last year. So, um, you know, it can happen, but uh, sorry, Cardinals fans. I just, something is very wrong with that team. So, um, all right. So speaking of the Mets, uh, they have the $350 million payroll and second to last, barely holding off the Nationals for last place in the NL East. Uh, Mets owner Steve Cohen basically came out and and said that uh, generally general manager Billy Epler and manager Buck Showalter, uh, their jobs are safe. Um, basically, you know, sort of expressing a vote of confidence in his GM and his manager. Um, so Carson, buy or sell Steve Cohen's vote of confidence in Epler and Showalter. I, I'll i buy it. I've, I admire the fact that he still has confidence in those guys, but, um, you know, I don't know if this is, you know, maybe the sentiment isn't quite shared amongst Mets fans, but if, if I'm a Mets fan, these two guys have got to show me something. Uh, with all of this talent and everybody on that payroll, you, you got to show me something this season or I'm going to be calling for your heads come the offseason. Yeah. Um I do admire the sentiment and it is refreshing to see an owner come out publicly and, and, you know, Hey, you know, these are my guys. I've got their back. Um, but in, I gotta be honest in watching the, the, you know, the video of Steve Cohen's press conference, Carson, it sort of had, a, I sort of got this feeling that everything he was saying had an or else after it, um, which is understandable. I mean, talk about underperforming. Um, now I do admire the sentiment, but I've got to sell this because I mean, you, like you said, Eppler and Joe Walter haven't shown, haven't shown Steve Cohen or their team or Mets fans, you know, a whole heck of a lot of anything this year. No, absolutely not. And, um, you know, I don't blame Mets fans one bit for being, for being a little bit nervous and I understand it. Yeah. Oh, Mets fans. After last year, you know, oh man, I feel I I, I feel for Mets fans, I really do, because after last year, you know, last year you guys thought, okay, you know, this is the year they're gonna go all the way this year, and then they didn't, uh, with that abysmal performance against the Padres. Um, so I don't know, dark days in 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 the Queens right now. So, uh, all right. That's by ourselves. Let's get into our sound off segment. Um, yeah, let's just dive right into these. Um, so Ben from British Columbia says, I really like Carson's player spotlight. There are definitely players having great seasons, but hardly getting any press. <coughs> Corey Carroll. Uh, do you guys think you could come up with an all underrated team in a future episode? Yes, Ben. Yes, we can. 
Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, and also, thank you, Ben, for the feedback on Player Spotlight. I'm glad to glad to hear that you and hopefully a lot of other listeners are also kind of liking what I'm trying to do with my one last thing. Yeah, that's that is cool. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really liking this this sort of new format, uh, updated format of the mailbag. Um, and you guys have embraced this uh, sound off Spotify thing. Uh, 100%. So thanks for that. Um, yeah, what the hell? Um, we can, uh, we have our, our next episode is our 75th episode, Carson. So all underrated team for our 75th episode. I like the sound of that. I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that'll, that could be, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, Fair warning, everybody. There may be one or two Diamondbacks on my National League all-underrated team. So, you know, just, I mean, none of you are surprised by that at this point. Um, unless you just started listening to the show. Um, which, if this is the first episode you've listened to, welcome. Uh, okay. Yeah, thanks for that, Ben. That's that's cool. Also, shout out to British Columbia. What did I... And Ben, if you're... I. Ben, if you're listening, I apologize for questioning the uh, the feasibility of baseball in Vancouver. Apparently, you have proven me wrong. Um, great, another great city, by the way, Vancouver. Um, beautiful city. Uh, all right, Julia from New York uh, says, "It seems like there's a lot of young teams playing really well this year. Which team do you think has the best young core?" Arizona. I, I mean, the the way that they've kind of built that core and the way that everybody's kind of coming coming up uh, has been very impressive in a very short amount of time. But let's be honest, we've got, I think we've got potentially AJ more options. Oh, absolutely. Than we've had in a very long time. I mean, you've got the Diamondbacks, you've got the Reds, you've got the Orioles. Um I think you could make a case for the Marlins. Uh, yeah, no, there's the Pirates. Um, yeah, there are many choices. Um, I think maybe a, an underrated... Um, I don't know if anyone has noticed, because I definitely didn't until recently, but Carson, the San Francisco Giants have quite have themselves quite a an exciting young core. Yeah, they do, and there are still a couple of guys that just need to kind of figure figure out the pieces, put them together a little bit. But yeah, they've yeah. they've got all the potential in the world. And I, I I don't know when it happened, but the Giants went from you know the the 2010s Giants to this you know homegrown. I mean, it's 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 awesome, um, exciting times if you're a Giants fan, uh, for sure. It's been it's been a while coming for Giants fans. So um, and last but not least, uh, Crystal from hey, from Massachusetts. Hell yes. Uh, wait a minute. I know a crystal from Massachusetts. OK, that's weird. Maybe it's not the same one. Um, I've been seeing a lot of posts about the Mount Rushmore of different things. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's getting a little it's getting a little annoying, to be honest. Uh, who would you put? on the Mount Rushmore of your favorite team? Ooh, that's hard because there are a lot of good candidates, but let me start with the easiest, probably the easiest answer, 
Uh, Joe Maurer is absolutely going on my Mount Rushmore of Minnesota Twins. Um, uh, I'd put Harmon Killebrew up there. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd put Kirby Puckett up there. Yep. And I'd put... You know what? Let's throw a manager in there. I'll throw Tom Kelly up there. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ron Gardenhire. Okay, yeah. I mean, no, that's a good pick. I love me some Guardy, but Tom Kelly is the yeah. one who led us to our two World Series trophies. So. Series trophies, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, th- this is really tough. I mean, I mean, just thinking about the Twins, uh, Joe Nathan. Yep, another guy who definitely I I had considered. Yeah, um, that pretty much. Uh, <laughs> That pretty much exhausts my knowledge of Minnesota Twins. I mean, I know Kirby Puckett and Joe Maurer and Joe Nathan. Uh, I mean, you can probably think of, well, obviously, you could think of more Twins players than I can. <laughs> oh, yeah. There there are plenty of guys who very much are deserving of consideration to go on the Mount Run. No, but I think that's a solid, that's a, that's a solid, um, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty damn good Mount Rushmore. Um, now I feel kind of dumb because I didn't think about putting any managers on mine. Although, eh, Red Sox sort of have a Red Sox have a bit of a roller coaster history with with managers, so uh, maybe that's a good thing. Uh, Red Sox Mount Rushmore, boy, talk about lots to choose from here. Um, I've got to go, Big Poppy David Ortiz, um, for the. 2004 playoffs alone um plus all the times he came up i mean easily the most clutch hitter in red sox history uh i've got to go with my boy pedro martinez of course um and then going a little further back um i've got to go with yaz call um and i'm pretty sure uh crystal and all my other fellow red sox fans would absolutely kick my ass if i did not include the splendid splinter ted williams i mean you guys have been blessed with an obscene amount of talent that would make that decision very hard yes um honorable mentions carlton fisk obviously dwight evans uh nomar um louis tiant jim rice now you got me thinking about managers If I was going to put a manager on my Red Sox Mount Rushmore, I think I'd have to go Tito. I think I'd have to go Terry Francona. Um, I mean, I think Tito's deserving of a spot on there for, you know, for, for 04 and for 07. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. I mean... I honest, I mean, I may be a bit biased here, but I honestly can't think of another manager who faced with the situation they were faced with being down 0-3 to the Yankees. Uh, I can't, I'm hard-pressed to think of another manager who would have kept his team as cool, calm, and collected and, and uh, managed and, and guided them uh, to that to an epic comeback like that. I just, I, I honestly, I can't think of another modern day baseball manager who could have done that. So 
Um, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. If I was going to put a manager on there, I would put Tito on there. So, um, boy, that was tough. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for all your feedback, uh, in sound off. Keep those coming. Uh, again, that's only if you're listening on the Spotify mobile app. Um, so you click on the title of the most recent episode and then it's right there at the bottom. Um, and you can, you know, your questions, your thoughts, your feedback, whatever you want. So, uh, all right, real quick, Carson, let's talk about some must watch games coming up. Um, do you have a tankathon for us? You know, AJ, this is, this is my, one of quickly becoming one of my favorite parts of the show because there are, there are some great series out there and there are some that are bad and I am the person who highlights the ones that are bad, but yes. You know, overall, not a not a terrible slate of games that we've got going on here. But this time around, there was there was a tankathon that I just could not ignore. And I'm sorry, A's fans, but it is oh, no. going up against the Chicago White Sox. Uh. I tr- I it was close between that and the Rockies and Tigers, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, A's fans. I honestly, I thought you were going to go Tigers Rockies because oof, talk about a stinker. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got some, there's some pretty damn good games, some series coming up. Uh, Giants Mets. Well, eh, I mean, the Mets are, the Mets are, you know, not the Mets. So that, but I think that'll still be a good one. Um, what was the other one that I just saw that, uh, Diamondbacks Angels, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Yankees Cardinals, a little bit of an old school matchup there in St. Louis. Um, but a big, 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 huge, colossal, crucial showdown in the AL West, Carson. We've got the Astros visiting the Rangers. Yeah, absolutely huge matchup that there. That is, yeah, that's a biggie um especially when you take a quick glimpse at the standings and see yeah the rangers are five and a half games clear of the astros but the astros are only a half a game up on the angels yeah which is nuts by the way yeah that is crazy um oh by the way the rangers going are sitting at 49 wins uh and could become the second team in the American League this year to win to win fifty games. So, um, I mean, again, who even just even just a couple of years ago, who thought that would even be possible for the Texas Rangers? So, I mean, I know we keep you know um, going back to that well about how, but really, honestly, all joking aside, the the progress that the Texas Rangers have made, Carson, is staggering. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And again, huge, huge congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Yeah, um, got to give all the props, all the credit in the world to their to their front office, their scouts. Um, and we've said it before. I mean, Bruce Bochy is the they could not have hired a better manager for this team. No, absolutely not. Bruce Bochy was I, I hesitate to use the words perfect hire in sports because there's no such thing, but he's as, he's as close as you can get to a perfect hire. Pretty damn close. Yep. Absolutely. 
Um, all right, one last thing. Uh, what have you got for us uh, today? Yes, so we are, after a couple of weeks off, and as much as I debated doing another one of another installment of Carson's Twins tirade, because my goodness, <laughs> this team has been absolutely abhorrent. Um, we are back to some player positivity, um, and it's actually nice. one that was suggested by our uh, by our audience that I haven't gotten uh, quite the chance to uh, to get to over these past few weeks, but um, he is having after a little bit of a down year last year. He is back to what he was looking like in 2021. We are heading to a player on the San Francisco Giants who actually, I did not know this, actually started out as a member of the New York Yankees before being designated for assignment and picked up by the Giants in in 2021, making 52, making 52 appearances in the lineup for the Giants and having one of his best career years up until this year where his batting average is a career best his on-base percentage is his is its second best only to that 2021 year, but this year he's got 100 or 140 games last season and 67 under his belt this season. We are going out to the Bay Area for our player positivity this time. Mister Tyro Estrada, at 27 oh, years nice. old, having a great season once again after a little bit of a slump in his first full season in San Francisco, seems to be getting his groove back a little bit in this season. A 274 batting average, 329 on base percentage, 444 slugging, and a 773 OPS, which is leaps and bounds better than his OPS from last season and only second to that fantastic season in 2021 but this time with 15 more games under his belt so tyro estrada you are the mm. subject of this episode's player positivity love it love it big 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 fan of tyro estrada um yeah that's that's awesome big fan of tyro estrada um i don't well i, I sort of have a specific one last thing um sort of that we're we're at the unofficial well actually we're at at the official mathematical halfway point of the season um but here in a in a week or so we'll be at the unofficial halfway point which is of course the all-star break the homer and derby the all-star game um and though the first half of the season has been <laughs> it's been better to it's been better to some teams and their fans than it's been to others um you know kind of here in a week or so we all get a chance to sort of exhale and sort of relax and just kick back and enjoy some fun um you know some fun baseball there's you know there's no pressure there's no um you know we get to watch the the, the players in the home run derby show off their power we get to watch the all-star game uh which is still far and away the best all-star game in all of sports um and I always get, I always get a little nostalgic. Um, I always get a little nostalgic around the All Star Game, um, uh, because I was lucky enough to go to one All Star Game. That was okay. Aging myself again here. Uh, I was lucky enough to get to the nineteen ninety nine All Star Game at Fenway and witness one of the most incredible moments as they brought. Uh, 
as they always do, is they brought some of the legends uh, of the past uh, out on the field to stand with and, and shake hands and meet and greet with the stars of the present. Um, and the best, you know, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, uh, you know, the, the usuals, and also uh, Ted Williams, who unfortunately at that point, his health was in serious decline. He was in a wheelchair. But seeing Ted Williams wields, uh, wields onto the field at Fenway and shaking hands with players like Nomar and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa was one of the most incredible things I've ever been lucky enough to witness and be a part of. And uh, I am not exaggerating, everybody, when I tell you there was not a dry eye at Fenway that night. Um, so anyways, I always... The All-Star game, I mean, I'm always excited for it. I always get a little nostalgic, and it's always a little bittersweet also because, uh, you know, when you stop and think about the players who aren't with us anymore, um, you know, your Ted Williams and Hank Aaron and, you know, all the players that have, all the past great players who have who have passed on. Um, but, uh yeah, I mean, I, I guess what I'm getting at is everybody enjoy the hell out of this All Star Game. It's going to be a great one. It's in a. It's they they couldn't have picked a better place to have it in Seattle. Um, the starting lineups are stacked. You know the players are going to be ready to rumble, and uh, and it's going to be a blast. It's it is the perfect perfect way to uh, to really you know kick in, kick summer into high gear. Yeah, well said. It really is the Midsummer Classic, and uh, very, yeah. very excited for this year's All-Star Game, especially for it to be in Seattle, because quite frankly, Seattle absolutely deserves an All-Star Game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hasn't been there since, jeez, uh, was it, oh, was it 2001? Yes, the 2001 All-Star Game was also in Seattle, of course. That was the year the uh, Mariners set the, set the record in 116 games. So, um, Still wish they would bring back the home field advantage thing for the World Series, but, um, you know, that's a, that's a pretty minor thing. So, um, I think that is... Oh, what am I doing? Of course, I've got to talk about our... Um, yeah, so a bunch of ways for you guys to to reach out and, and connect with us, um, either via the Spotify sound off thing or directly to our email at eighthinningstretch at gmail.com. Don't want you guys to think that we don't read the emails anymore just because we started doing this sound off thing. We still read the emails. Um, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at eighthinningpod. Uh, make sure you turn on notifications. You know, just go up there and click the little bell. Make sure I get the latest for us. Uh, and as always, don't forget to check out our awesome sponsors at Printer Dudes. They are your one-stop shop for the coolest 3D printed toys and collectibles on the interwebs. And as a thank you for being a fan of the show, you can use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, and save 10% off your order at printerdudes.etsy.com. That's printerdudes, D-O-O-D-S. Uh, that, my friend, is a wrap, which means our next episode is number 75. Yes, it is. And um, I believe, is it this week or next week that we're going to have some housekeeping in order in terms of the episode? Uh, so we will have 
So we'll have an episode for you guys on Monday, uh, Monday the 3rd, which is our, uh, of course, our 75th episode. Um, and then let's see, look at the calendar. Yep. So we'll have an episode on the 3rd. Uh, and then we'll be off for a couple of episodes. Uh, so no episode on the 7th and no episode on the 10th. Uh, because uh, on the 7th, I will be soaking up the gorgeous, beautiful Rocky Mountains, uh, camping with some friends, and then, uh, honest, to be perfectly honest with you guys, on the 10th, I will be too damn tired. <laughs> uh, well, we, I mean, we'd be recording on the 9th on Sunday, and I will be too damn tired uh, to record, because for some reason, all that fresh air and everything, the Rocky Mountain air just... It's refreshing, it's revitalizing, but it also just uh, just saps the energy right out of you. I believe it. Yeah, so. Um, but we will uh, we will be back with you guys on Monday, uh, which is our 75th episode. We've got some awesome stuff planned for you guys. Uh, we're going to do our all underrated team, and then we've got um, a really cool uh, a really cool treat for you guys uh, for our for our middle segment of that show. Um, and that's all I'll say, because I don't want to spoil it. Um, I really do want it to be a surprise for you guys. So, uh, yeah, that's a wrap for us, man. Um, again, apologies, everybody. This episode is this. Yeah, this episode was pretty long, but, um, you know, we we got you the ins and outs of, of all the all star voting and all that other fun stuff. So uh, you guys have an awesome weekend and we'll talk to you guys on Monday.